How many tapes have I made? How many stories have I shared with you? My father used to say, you can best tell the state of the union by looking to the state of the roads. Well, I've seen so many potholes, crossed so many bridges, I couldn't begin to count them. And these great roads that once connected us all now barely keep us alive. I've seen something else while out on these roads, too. Patterns, sounds, and images, all repeating. Sometimes I close my eyes when I hear a new voice, so few and far between, and it sounds just like one I've heard before. Faces seem so familiar. I'll drive down a road, lulled by the same drum of Old Star's engine, and I'll have sworn I'd just driven it. By this point, I probably have. That could be it, couldn't it? I could have passed the same towns, driven the same roads, met the same people in this broken country so many times that I've simply forgotten. Lost count of those chapters, too. Or is it something else? I listen back to these tapes, and I can't help but wonder, is there something bigger behind it all? Are these far plains and valleys connected by something other than these broken roads? Something more than old stars and I? Or am I just a sad old man looking for meaning where there isn't any? You'll give me an answer, won't you? Listen to the tapes and let me know. There's no rush. Either way, I'll be waiting for you. Scenic Byways, Episode 9, Rocky Mountain High Well, you don't sound pretty, old stars, but Mateo was right, you're running. And we don't have that much further to go now. I'll get you the help you need, just hang in there. Only a few more mountains to round. My God, these Rockies are something else, ain't they? Easy, girl. Take your time. Mm-hmm. 
Huh. Again? What is going on with these roads? That's the last turn off southeast, I think. Let me check the map. Huh. We're here. Yeah, that's the last one. The only other roads are the ones north. The high roads through the peaks of what was once Rocky Mountain National Park. Well, it's quite a detour, but it'll be a sight to see, at least. Mateo had worked his magic. Old Stars was running again. But I knew if I wanted to keep her in that condition, I would need to take her to that company depot in Colorado Springs. I was never a good student, but reason and experience instilled in me a decent enough education on the company. I knew how to run routes in territory they controlled and how to steer clear of their way. Heading straight to the front gate of one of their operations ran against that education, true, but sometimes you gotta go against your teaching. And with every shake and rattle from Old Star's engine on the road out of Utah and into Colorado, good sense receded farther and farther from the surgeon necessity of the situation. But weren't those roads beautiful? Late summer had finally begun to shift small signs portending a rich autumn were all around, especially at the higher elevations. Summer wouldn't go quiet, though. She'd see me and Old Stars through the Rockies to Colorado Springs, if the roads would take us there, that is. Every turnoff so far had been blocked by landslides, and I'd had to maneuver around, turn back when rocks had taken out the wide road east to Old Denver. I'd passed a few roads headed north that seemed in decent condition, but they were peak roads, leading to steep climbs, high elevations, and harried descents. Nothing I'd want to put old stars through in the best of times, and certainly not now. I'd driven her long enough to learn better. But if I was already going against my education. Sometimes, despite all indications, you gotta go north to go south. And the further away I go, the closer Old Stars and I get. <sighs> there we go, Old Stars. Estes Park, just ahead. God, ain't she green. I've seen some things, but the weather in these mountains has been something else. We're finally through the worst of it, though. How about we take a little break, huh? You certainly deserve it. Huh. Well, that sounds awfully familiar, doesn't it? I was right when I said the high road would be a sight to see, though I couldn't have imagined what those sights would end up being. It was like driving outside and above the flow of time, every season on full display. The mountains were covered in snow and ice all the way to the side of the road. Massive glaciers, unmelting, chilling the air and me in old stars. But the roads to the lee side were covered with spring wildflowers, 
leading down the slopes to valleys between the peaks, where the tops of trees were rich green at the height of summer. And across the way, I could see red and yellow leaves, as deep as the latest, coolest fall would bring. I followed the skyline ridge, perfect, passable roads, half awed by the alien weather, on edge as I listened to old stars struggle up steep grades and around sharp cliffs. Ever so often, I'd pass by a group of mountain rams, brown and ruddy. They turned to look at old stars and I each time, but I couldn't spare more than a glance to them, too focused on the road. We made it through, slow and steady, but the strange sights weren't close to ending. And in Estes Park, there were strange sounds, too. Familiar music, all the stranger for its familiarity. Hi there. Hello, you're just in time for the celebration. I can see that. Uh, looks like... Looked like quite the shindig. Before me, in the center of that town, they had raised a maypole, and a fair few of them were dancing around it. As soon as I saw the dancing, I realized where I had recognized that music from. It shouldn't have been too strange. There were plenty of communities that were celebrating the old ways. Stands to reason the dances and songs would be similar or even the same. Only it was far from midsummer everywhere but Estes. And despite it being the longest day of the year, there was a darkness around that pole, a sense of foreboding, thicker than the fog around the other. I didn't stay long. Old Stars and I could find some respite elsewhere. There's plenty of food if you're hungry, or if you'd rather I actually have to be on my way. I'm in a bit of a hurry, as it were. But next time, I'm passing through. I set out from Estes Park, finally headed southeast, en route to Colorado Springs. Didn't get too far. Not often that I do, though, is it? There was no fog this time, but I was in a hurry to get out of there. The company ahead, strange occurrences behind, and I wasn't even thinking what might be standing in wait on the road between. Not that it would have much mattered. I've long since learned there's no use in guessing at what I may find on these roads. Only worthwhile thing is to keep driving turning on the wipers when it rains, and the high beams at night. Of course, there's plenty of things that get caught in those high beams. And this time, if I hadn't caught old stars in time, I'd have been the casualty. Whoa there! Sorry to startle you, little... Well now, 
You don't look too friendly, do you? Don't suppose you might want to get out of the way? No. That'd be too easy, huh? It was well past dusk. Already, the summer of Estes had faded to a premature fall in the high elevation outside of what was once Boulder. I'd made it much farther down the road than I ever did in Astoria, and had begun to fix my mind away from the Maypole and toward whatever awaited me and Old Stars at the company's base. I was more distracted than I should have been, but I saw that ram from far enough away Old Star's lights reflecting back from those deep black eyes. I recalled that white bison I'd come across so many roads ago. How surprised I'd been by the whole herd of them. How taken I'd been by the eyes of that bison. This ram was far different. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe I've changed. This whole journey to the company's western base had me on edge. I stopped Old Star's and climbed out. But no sooner than I did, that ram had its head leaned down, one hoof pawing the road, ready to charge. I walked a few steps toward it, then retreated. I climbed back in Old Stars, drove a bit closer, but it wouldn't budge. From that close, I saw its horns, noticed a massive chunk torn out of one of them, maybe from a tussle with another truck on this same road. I'd wagered that the ram had won. I maneuvered old stars around. I've gotten real good at that over these years. Then I headed back to Estes in the night. The darkness had come on swift. The leaves almost looked brown and rusted in the night, even by old stars' headlights, and the sounds had been muted, even old stars' engine, like the darkness of the night was swallowing all. Before long, the leaves looked normal again, and the sound came back. It weren't quiet in Estes, though, that was for sure. Still at it in the darkness, I see. Maybe this place is more like Astoria than I thought. Hey there! Hi! Hello! Ah! Oh! Ah! Ah! You all right there? I wasn't expecting that. No sooner than the man broke from that group of dancers around the maypole to address me, he collapsed to the ground, losing all control of his body. I rushed to his side, but the dancers kept at it. I could see the concern in their faces, but it didn't seem that concern was for their fallen friend. I rushed to Old Stars for some water and returned to the fallen man. As I helped him, I cast my gaze around, searching for what had the other dancers so on edge, if it weren't the man before me. I saw it soon enough. The trees at the edge of the town, their leaves had started to turn a rust-colored brown. Brown as the ones back on the road, only this brown fully lit by the fires the townspeople had set up to dance by. Brown as the ram that wouldn't let me pass. And that brown decay was spreading, seeping away the green from the clearing, the town, and I could only imagine even further. 
The man had begun to recover, and the dancers yelled at me to join him. The man nodded up at me, pleading. So for the second time, in not so great a period of time, I danced around the maypole. That same frantic jig, only this time without the magic to keep time from passing and me from tiring. I kept at it, near close to fainting myself, but it didn't seem to matter. The browning had slowed, but it hadn't stopped. After a while, how long I couldn't say, when the brown was all around us, across the valley came a massive crash, like a cannonball being fired into a mountain. We kept up the frantic jig, but the crash was enough to wake some of those sleeping in town, and soon there was a steady stream of townsfolk into that clearing. The first few to reach us jumped straight into the circle around the maypole and joined the dance, while another helped the fallen man up and supported him into a nearby building. I fell to the ground myself and watched as others joined the dance, and slowly, the green started returning to the land. The ones that weren't dancing milled about in the clearing for a while, then started back off to their houses. The dancers kept dancing, and my questions unanswered, I picked myself up and headed back to Old Stars, exhausted to get some rest. For all the strangeness on this road, I still had my destination fixed to the front of my mind. But I couldn't help from wondering, Whatever was happening in Estes, it seemed like quite the story. Hello again, stranger. Join me for breakfast? Don't mind if I do. You almost look a different man without exhaustion clouding your face. I'm not too old, if you can believe it. And yet the dancing really takes the years off us. Seems like uh, switching to double shifts was just enough to set me over. Thank you for joining the others. I'm just sorry it wasn't enough. Of course it was. You helped hold back the tide. But that wave still crashed down nonetheless and took that mountainside with it. It was a cold night. I had bundled myself up in the bison hide I'd been given some roads back, but I awoke the next morning in a puddle of sweat. The hard and heat of summer had returned. When I stepped outside, the first thing I noticed was the missing mountainside. I'd seen the same massive peak towering over the town as I drove in from the mountains. It was covered in glaciers, far more than I'd ever seen in the Rockies before the collapse. Now, I could see a whole chunk of the mountain was missing, the side hidden from my view on the way down from the mountains. And if I squinted, the sun at my back, the twisted peak with the missing chunk looked almost like the ram's head, the same ram that had stopped me on the road. I stared for a while, but as I turned back to Old Stars, I saw below that was another chunk, smaller, but missing as well slabs of broken ice crushing trees below it. It looked like a fresh wound. I wasn't the only one looking at it either. Around the maypole, the townsfolk still danced, a different group than the night before, and different musicians played that same tune. 
and beside him there were others staring up at the mountains, inspecting the damage from afar. They were whispering amongst themselves, but I could barely hear them over the musicians. And then, through it all, broke the sound of my rumbling stomach. I ventured into the town, looking for some food, and that's when I found my collapsed friend from the night before. The townsfolk sat at their own tables, meager meals before him, but before him was a veritable feast. He offered to share his food, a generous gesture that I took him up on. That wasn't all he shared. I had many questions, and he was as generous with answers, too. So you saw the ram? That's, uh... Well, I've only seen him once. That was years ago. First time we failed to dance. When we were still learning its ways. Say it's rare for you to see it, but it's rarer still that you were led into town. How long has the ram been here? Showed up not too long after the collapse. Winter came early that year, but a new kind of winter. A cold that none of us could withstand. Mountains froze over, and we held on. But come spring, there was no thaw. Got a steady trickle of survivors from the city, people escaping the hunger and the marauders. It was a hard time back then. Well, now still, in different ways. Some of us left, and we don't know what happened to them. Come summer, the mountains were still frozen, and the town was covered in snow. None of us knew what to do. But those who'd taken charge decided to hold the annual festival still. We lit a fire, put up the pole, started the dance. That beast wandered right into the middle and brought the summer with it. We all cried, stopped the dance, and rushed to break the ground. But with the thaw, the glacier started to go, and a massive landslide took out a third of the town. And if that wasn't bad enough, the cold came back. It took us a while to put two and two together, but started the dance back up. It's been summer in Estes ever since. And you haven't stopped once in all those years? We stopped twice. The first, many years back. Some of us forgot why we started. But that scar on the mountain reminds us. Spared most of us a warning shot. But we didn't stop dancing again. Until last night. My apologies. No, it's not your fault. Not sure why. We never have been with anything since the collapse. But these last couple weeks, it's taken more and more of us to hold back the tide, to keep the glaciers in their place and keep summer in Estes. Had to double our dancing shifts and, well, not a young man anymore. I failed. Well, it can't be that terrible, not if they're feeding you like this. Hmm. A farewell meal. If I can't dance, I'm a burden. It was just once, and you said yourself you've had double shifts. Once is all it takes. I'll be trekking out of here today, headed down to the city. Wonder how it is after all these years. You mean to say none of you have left and come back? We can't spare anybody. No one that can dance, that is. Well, the cities ain't too terrible these days, though I do my best to steer clear of them. 
you're still in decent shape and used to dancing at all hours, I'm sure you'll find some kind of work. I hope so. Where are you off to? Colorado Springs, if I can leave. That ram wouldn't let me go last night. There must be something it wants from you. I can't imagine what. I don't have much besides old stars, and she's not in the best shape these days. Whatever it is, must be important. You're the first visitor we've had in years. You came over the mountain roads. They've been frozen over as many times as we've tried to pass them. Funny. They were as green and summery as Estes when I drove them, and the roads were pristine. How long have you been traveling this way? I came into Colorado about ten days back. That explains it. The rams work. It wants something. Say, do you have any space in your truck? Plenty of it. Why? Could you give me a ride? Spare my tired bones some of the effort. I wouldn't mind seeing that ram again before I leave for good. Works for me. I couldn't help but wonder if that man's exile had been my fault. He'd said it himself. The ram wanted something from me. Enough to bring summer to the high roads as it had brought it to Estes and at the cost of all that extra dancing. So I couldn't say no to giving him a lift. And besides, you know me. I'm always one to take on a passenger, regardless of the risk. Well, there it is. Hello there, old friend. Sure that's what it wants? Doesn't seem so special. This has to be it. I'm just surprised I'd made it this far without noticing it in the back there. Thanks again for finding it. I'd be in quite the pickle if I'd made it to my destination and it was still in old stars. Of course. Sometimes it takes a fresh pair of eyes to see what's right in front of our noses. Right you are. Well, here goes nothing. I cradled it in my hands, gingerly, and walked the twenty or so paces up to the ram. It leaned its head down and pawed the ground, but it didn't look to charge, so I kept up my walking. Got so close I could see the black of its eyes and that horn with the chunk missing. Only, just below that missing chunk was a smaller piece missing as well. Had that been there the night before? I couldn't remember. When I was a few paces away, I leaned down, and as softly as I could, I set it down. A sleek, black company box. Then I backed up, my eyes on both the ram and the box, until I could feel the heat of old stars behind me. Only then did I break eye contact to hop back in. The ram didn't move for a while, though, just stared ahead at us. Finally, it stepped forward and nudged the box, then grabbed it in its mouth and leapt away. 
The man beside me let out a long-held breath. And we kept driving. It was shortly after that I had to stop, the blinding light reflecting off all of Old Star's mirrors and that shockwave shaking her on the road. When I opened my eyes and blinked away the light, I looked back in the mirrors and saw it. My new friend saw it just the same. That mountain, the one that had towered over Estes with a chunk tore out its side, only no chunks were missing now. It had healed, just like the mountains in Yosemite, just like the ram must have, only I weren't wishing to see it again to confirm. I just kept driving. Wow. Yep, this here is a city. I do my best to stay out of them, and I got pressing business further south, so I'll skirt around. Drop you at the exit just outside. But it isn't a long walk to get in from there, and you've got plenty of daylight left. I dropped him off, my thanks to him and his to me, and set off around the city toward Colorado Springs. It wasn't too far away then, much closer now. I'll be there soon, with the last dregs of twilight to spare. Already the sun has sunk below the mountains, no chunks missing off these ones. It stands to reason that if anything had fallen off this close to the company base, they'd have fixed it. Same as that sleek black box fixed up Estes. Same as they can fix up old stars. Not sure what I'll find at the base, though. I never am, to be fair. But this time, that uncertainty is sitting worse in my belly. I can feel it, and it ain't pleasant. But that can't stop me from facing it. Not if I want to keep driving these roads. And I've got to keep driving these roads. Keep pressing east. East until I hit the water, then south until I hit it again. Only there's a bridge now, I've heard. Figures the company would fix that break in the land too. But they can't fix everything, no matter how hard they try. Some things, some things you gotta fix yourself. And all I'm asking for is the chance to try. Will you give it to me when I find you? Or is it too late? Only one way to find out, a few more miles to Colorado Springs. I'm headed in the right direction. Sometimes you gotta head south to head east. My life is nothing but detours these days. There's plenty blocking the roads forward beyond their general disrepair. You ain't careful, you'll miss something right in front of you. Without a fresh pair of eyes, you're liable to smack right into it or fall right off the edge straight down the cliff. Gorse, you know me. Once the camera pans down, I'll be there, hand around the one tree growing out the side, spared the fall, clinging on somehow or other. I've managed to these past years, cling on, but still, I'd rather avoid that fate. <laughs> you know I hate cliffhangers. Scenic Byways is written, directed, and produced by me, Ben Sembler. In order of appearance, this episode features performances by J. 
Jason Cope, Liesl Jackson, and Caleb Bryant. The theme music was composed by the incredibly talented Rosie Tucker. For a full list of credits, as well as transcripts and other material, visit the website, scenicbywayspodcast.com. Sign up to the newsletter, and be sure to follow us on Twitter, at scenicbywayspod. That's scenicbywayspod. And on Instagram, at scenicbywayspodcast. And if you liked this episode, please do take the time to give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. They honestly help so much. Thanks for listening. And keep your ears open. This marks the end of the summer for Old Stars and her driver, but fall is just around the corner, and then comes winter. Not the best for road conditions, but... I'm sure the two of them will find a way forward. In the meantime, we might follow a couple of other friends around this wide country of ours. Until then, as always, drive safe. stars. So, what do you say? Shall we head in?